worship this morning at Sidman United Methodist Church for those of you here and for those of you viewing online for the Dunlo Sidman United Methodist Church. We will begin the service with the lighting of the four Advent candles. The fourth week of Advent, we remember the gift of love we have in Christ. The light of the candles is meant to remind us of the love that God has for us. Jesus shows us God's perfect love. He is God's love in human form. The Bible says that God so loved the world, he gave his only son, so that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Love is patient, love is kind, and envies no one. Love is near, never boastful or conceited, rude or selfish. Love is not quick to take offense. It keeps no records of wrongs. It does not gloat over people's troubles, but rejoices in the right, the good and the true. There is nothing that love cannot face. There is no limit to its faith, its hope, to its endurance. Love never ends. As we light this candle, we remember that we are called to love like Christ loves us. As we light this candle, we are reminded that we are called to show that love in the way that we treat others. Let us pray. Loving God, we thank you for your gift of love, shown to us perfectly in Jesus Christ our Lord. Help us prepare our hearts for the Lord's coming by loving others as Christ loves us. We ask this in the name of the one born in Bethlehem, Jesus our Lord. Amen. Please stand if you are able and join in singing the hymn of the glory. Hark the herald angels sing. It's found at number 133 in the hymn.
responsive reading taken from Isaiah chapter 9, verses 2 through 7 in the Pew Bibles that is found in the Old Testament on page 593. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have an arm and increase For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior who is battle, and every garment rolled in blood, will be accessed for her will be ruled for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the darkness of God and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and of the Establishing now holy and just and righteous, from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Please be seated. Turn to the back of the bulletin for the announcements. This Saturday, December 24th, there will be a combined Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve service here at Sidman at 6 p.m. with Holy Communion. There will be a, well, there's only one service on Christmas Sunday, Christmas Day, the 25th, and that will be at Dunlow at 11 a.m. And uh, children and adults may wear their pajamas if they would so do so. And then looking a little further ahead, head ahead into January, on January 1st, there will be Holy Communion service here. Are there any other announcements? There are none. Let the children come up, please, for the children's message. Yeah, 
He had a, I mean, can you imagine? He had a disease. You know, what am I going to do? And so, one night, an angel came to him. And that never be a thing. We see angels a lot at Christmas. You know, we have one on the tree. An angel came to Joseph and said, you know what, Joseph, it's okay. This baby that's coming is sent from God. It's okay. Mary, go ahead, get married, and everything will be fine. I promise. And so then they had to, so he decides he's going to marry. You know, they're going to go through and get married. And then they have to come up with a name. How do you come up with a name for the son of God? Holy man, that's pretty rough, right? What do you do? Call him Bob, George, John? I mean, this is a name that's going to last forever. Do you know how? How? They, they, they call him Jesus. Do you know why they call him Jesus? Jesus? Because names mean something. And way back when, they meant more back then than they do now. But back then, you would name a baby because of maybe a family names or what those names meant. And so Jesus, the name Jesus means the Lord saves. And so the angel told Joseph, don't worry, we're going to take care of everything. And you're going to name this baby Jesus. And that name means the Lord saves. And so way back when, even before Jesus was born, the plan was already made. It was already made that this baby was going to come to earth. This baby was going to live out its life and do what we know Jesus did. And at the end, after only like 33 years, which today's standard, that's nothing, after only 33 years, he would live up to his name. He would die on that cross for all of us. And again, the name Jesus means the Lord saves. And so that's how he got his name. So today when you go home, ask moms, dads, grandmas, grandpas, how did I get my name? Maybe it was somebody they admired. Maybe it was grandma, grandpa, or an aunt or an uncle, or maybe somebody from the Bible. So ask moms and dads, how did I get my name? And maybe it was just a favorite name for them. But every time you say the name Jesus, you need to remember, it has a meaning. Long before he ever came to earth, and long after he left earth, it all always meant the same thing, Jesus saves. And that's one thing, because I used to go to a church long before I came here, I went to a different church, and Jesus was always on the cross at that church. And when I came here, my biggest question was, where's Jesus? He's not on the cross. He was always on the cross in the other church I went to. And the pastor at the time said, because you know what? He rose from the dead. He's not on that cross anymore. I never knew that. So different, different faiths, different religions have different beliefs as well. And so I like to look at that cross and see that cross empty. Because I know that he came. He lived up to his name, Jesus saves. He died on the cross for us and he's no longer there. He's waiting for all of us. Let's say the prayer. Dear Lord. Your name holds so much more than many of us even realized long before you came to earth. It already had its meaning that you would fulfill. Jesus saved. Please help to remind us that during this Christian, this Christmas season, that you are the reason that we celebrate as we do. And help us be that vision to others around us for the true meaning of Christmas. Amen.
Thou let us stand and sing our hymn of birth, the way in the manger, number 157 in our hymnals, or the words are on the screen. happened to anybody since uh, last Sunday? <coughs> yes, June. Um, today is my daughter Janice's birthday. It's her birthday. Oh, very good. Is she older than 10? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? Okay. Well, good. Dave? Dave had an MRI day and one of did they find anything? You do have one. Okay. All right. All right. I always tell people when they get one of those, they didn't find a thing. A brain or anything else. I had a, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure you could call it a burden or what, but it was always something that uh, uh, licensed local pastors had to do. You had to go appear before DCOM, District Committee on Ministry, uh, once a year and they would certify you. If you're not certified, you can't be appointed by the bishop, so you have to be certified. So I, I sent a letter, uh, sent an email to some saying, who do I get in contact with to find out when my next appointment is? And he said, we usually don't talk to retired pastors or, what was the other, or people graduate from the course of study. And it was like, ah, <laughs> I, I've been appearing front, in front of this committee for about 15 years. The committee always changes. I don't, but the committee always changes. Now I don't have to do that because I'm retired and I'm a graduate from the course of, course of study. Yeah, I know. Re, I'm, I've reached the mandatory retirement age of 72 according to the Book of Discipline paragraph. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, I, I, always, I always hear that from the conference people when I call. How about, how about the joys? Any joys? I mean, that was a joy. How about concerns? 
Nothing. Well, Thomas, oh yes, how can we, yeah. Your husband, Ron. And we have a guest this morning to come all the way up here from Florida. Uh, she didn't bring the weather with her because it was 77 when she left Florida. Now it's a 77 below uh, out here. Or it's supposed to get the really nasty this, this, this week. This week. Welcome. You can tell you're her daughter. Have other people told you that? No. Yeah. No? Oh, she resembles you right away. She resembles her dad? Well, I only see dad on C&E Day. Christmas and Easter Day, that's it. So how can I make that comparison? C and E, Christmas and Easter. This happened when I was having an MRI on my brain, Davis happened one on his knee and it, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. No. You need a new knee? Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna get a new knee? Yeah. Is that be the only uh, artificial part on you? Your hips are okay? Oh, that'll be next. Oh, one of those. I've heard of people who get both of them done at the same time. The doctor doesn't recommend that, but there was a lady at my first church who got both of them done at the same time. So she was through all the pain. It lasted longer because it was both knees. Luckily, all my knees and my hips are everything's wrong. My jaw would be the first thing that would go. What are you shaking your head about, huh? I saw you shaking your head, and I said, my jaw will be the first thing to go. And you said, no, no, Surprise what? My jaw? No, you weren't surprised, no. No, you weren't surprised. Now you're in church now. You've you got to tell the truth. Can't tell me a fib now, huh? No, 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 no. Okay, so do we have any? Do, oh, we do? This one candle. There. Oh. There. Let us enter into our time of prayer as we raise our voices up to God Almighty. Let us pray. Holy God. The mystery of your eternal word took flesh among us in Jesus Christ. At the message of an angel, the Virgin Mary placed her life at the service of your will. Filled with the light of your spirit, she became the temple of your word. Strengthen us by the example of her, her humility, and we may always be ready to do your will. And welcome into our lives, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Dear God, we, we, offer, we pray for the well-being and safety of our youth. We pray for the good health and well-being of the members of this congregation, their families, friends, and neighbors. We pray for our law enforcement, especially our military personnel, especially Second Lieutenant Carl Smith, health workers, and firefighters. We pray for the leaders of our country, community, and church. We pray for the health issues that most of us have to deal with every day. We pray that we be given the, the, the strength to get through our day knowing how to handle the, the health issues that we are facing. 
And we pray, pray for those who are going through a difficult time during this season of joy. Not everybody enjoys the Christmas uh, season. It's uh, become a, uh, a, a blue Christmas. We pray for those people who were worried about their future life, the unsaved and the unbelievers. We want them to spend eternity with us. Uh, and unless they start listening to and uh, accepting the word of God and uh, his, his son, uh, they're destined to uh, have a miserable life in eternity. We pray for, for, for your forgiveness, for our waywardness throughout this, uh, throughout this week. And we pray for those people who find that they're traveling throughout this busy, busy season of the year. We offer prayers for Thomas, Ron, and Dave. Now, dear Lord, if there was a name that had come to the people while we were praying, let them say those names out loud now. Dear Lord, you heard the many names that have come from the uh, spirits of the people of this uh, congregation. It's not important that uh, they know what your answer is, but uh, it's important that uh, the people that they, the names that they have mentioned, receive uh, your answer. Let them be open enough to receive the answer that God is giving them, which in many cases, many times, is not what they were expecting. So now let us, dear Lord, bring our prayer time to a close by praying together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Would the ushers please come forward for the presentation of God's tithes, our gifts, and offerings.
our God in heaven, we thank you to be able to come this, uh, this week, the third week of the month of December, the fourth Sunday of, of Advent, this very special time of, of the year. We thank you for everything that you've uh, given us, and we ask that in return you accept these tithes, these gifts, and these offerings to be used with the help with the running of your church here in Sidman and with spreading your word throughout the area. We thank you for all this, dear Lord, and we pray all of this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, Master, Teacher, and Friend. Amen. Please take your seats. The lectionary reading for the fourth Sunday of Advent is taken from Matthew, verses 18 through 25. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce, divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate uh, their marriage until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name Jesus. These are words to live by, the words of God. Thanks be to God. So today's message is called The Emptiness Within. Just like your father, getting down when you were young, or not young, just like your father getting down on the floor and playing with you, Entering your world by being on your level, becoming more human, that is what God did. He came down to our level and identified with us. Mary, in Matthew's gospel, is, not, is a non-person. We never hear her voice. She's completely passive in this story. All the actions are on Joseph's part. We have to go to the book of Luke to hear Mary say her story. The Son of Man has received from his heavenly Father the name Jesus. The name told you his purpose for coming, his power, where it came from, and what you could expect from him. The name God gave him, Jesus, is a Hebrew verb meaning to save. And I don't know anything about Hebrew verbs. Uh, I need somebody to explain to me what an imperative is, and uh, I should have checked out a book at the library that, that tells you about the, what these terms mean. Because he, who he knows he 
You, oh, oh, you know what impar- what's imperative? A command? Oh, I can remember that. A command. Hey, that's simple. I'm glad you didn't give me a long explanation. Uh, yeah, because he, he gets in, off into those subjects and I'm lost. I don't know what in the world he's talking about. And it has nothing to do with Hebrew. Jesus came to do what he could only do, what only he could do, which humanity couldn't do for itself. And that was to be saved from our sins and our consequences. This is why a Savior was greatly needed. This is why God sent his Son, Jesus Christ, to live among us. This would be filling the emptiness within that we all suffer from. A reason for divorcing Mary was that others would take for granted that Joseph got her pregnant, putting his reputation at stake for the rest of his life. Things were different back in those days. Joseph was righteous for divorcing Mary quietly, for not bringing unnecessary shame on her. Joseph knew the suffering Mary would face. Her pregnancy meant that she would never be able to marry. (laughs) How things have changed since then. A horrible fate in an economic and honor-driven male-centered society. Mary would have been excluded from her community and Joseph banned from the synagogue for being suspected as the child's father. Joseph knew he was not the father, so his response would either be to publicly deny his fatherhood and condemn her to the Mosaic laws, meaning she would be stoned to death for the act of adultery. Stoned to death. Or he would be willing to expose her to public disgrace. He could dismiss her quietly by breaking the engagement and have her leave Bethlehem to go, to go give birth to the baby elsewhere and then surrender it to others. So not much has changed. That still takes place now. It was the second course that he decided upon because Joseph was a righteous man. The honor code of the Mediterranean world demands that no one take what properly belongs to another. Mary's child is not Joseph's, so he hesitates to take it. Matthew invites you to consider and worship the God who allowed the Messiah to be born into what would be considered uncooperative circumstances of all time for the Messiah to come into the world. He was to be born as an infant to poor and shamed parents into a world that would not be friendly to his presence. Leaders from all walks of life would surely hate such a God because he would stand for everything contrary to what they believed in and stood for. This baby would lead to filling the emptiness within that we all suffer from. Joseph and Mary showed us what a simple trust in God's word is all about. They relied on God's word, not their instincts. 
Joseph was a man who knew the law but practiced grace. Joseph was also obedient in the same way that Mary was. There was no question on Mary's part. There was no question on Joseph's part once he woke up after his dream. They believed the Lord in spite of unbelievable circumstances. Matthew shows that the tragedy about Jesus is that the very people who were most prepared for knowing, appreciating, and welcoming Jesus as their Messiah made him to be insignificant because of what he preached and stood for. These people were taught that the Messiah is coming their entire lives. Be prepared for the Messiah. These are the Jewish people. He threatened the political, social, and economic positions and the power centers of society. Now you can see why so many people were against him. He was challenging their ways of life. But it was perfectly clear to others who were not as trained or educated that Jesus was the Messiah. No doubt in their minds. He would eventually fill the emptiness within that we all suffer from. Joseph trusted God enough to obey him, a favorite word. Yet such obedience was costly. It still is costly. Because if Joseph married Mary, outsiders would assume that he had gotten Mary pregnant before the wedding. Joseph would remain an object of shame in a society dominated by the value of honor. Now that has changed. I haven't married, married a couple yet in four, four, oh, thir 13, 14 years that haven't lived together. Every single couple that, that I've married have, uh, have lived together beforehand. And when I first got into the ministry, that was a, uh, uh, it was like a 50-50 chance whether their, their marriage would survive or not. But that's the way it is in, in the marriage realm with everybody. It's a 50-50 chance. That hasn't changed. Joseph would remain an object of shame in a society dominated by the value of honor. When people come in contact with Jesus, their lives are challenged. They realize that this will be life-changing. Life will never be the same again. Christ changes everything. If your life hasn't changed since attending this church, finding Christ, then you haven't found Christ. Something should have changed in you by coming here every Sunday and listening. Uh, well, pretending like you're listening. I can't assume that you're, you're listening. They used to criticize uh, Barack Obama. Oh, did I say that? <laughs> oh, we're on the Internet, too. Uh-oh. I'm going to have a secret service at my house. How could somebody sit in a church for 20 years and not know what the preacher was preaching? I can find I, can, I, 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 I believe in that. I haven't been 20 years yet, but I've been 13 years. How can somebody sit here for 13 years and not know what I'm talking about? I believe that. I believe that's happened. Until this point, Christ has changed nothing in Joseph's life. 
from now on, Christ will change everything. There are no words of Joseph recorded. He let his actions do his talking. Now, I've told you this before. This is the best time of the year to share the word of God with others. They tend to be more receptive, even in Florida. Are you a backer of your governor? Yeah, governor DeSantis. He's number one in the, in, the, uh, in the polls for Republican nominee for president. Above Trump is Ron DeSantis. It may be because they need to fill the emptiness within which we all suffer from. So take the opportunity to share God's word with others. And I've given you something so you don't have to think of what to say. Just hand them one of those inspiring words. You keep one, share one. How much easier can it be? Unless I, I made a recording for everybody, and when you met somebody, you could say, well, I want you to listen to it. And then you could play it back on for them. I could do something something like that. Is that possible to do one time on the, over the phone? One message? I don't have to give it uh, 37 times? Is that possible, Frank? They call, what was his name? Marcel, 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 the greatest mime. I think he's second to Frank. We never hear Frank, Frank speak, he just motions and all that sort of stuff. And it's up to you to put your own meaning behind the motion. So take this opportunity to share God's word with others because you don't know the effect it will have on them. Let us pray. <coughs> God, as we prepare to celebrate the birth of your Son, our Savior, let our hearts be filled with the joy you intended for the whole world to receive through his birth. Let our spirits be uplifted so we too will want to sing our praises all along with your angels who are already singing their hallelujahs. We come to you this fourth Sunday of Advent with love in our hearts, love for you and for your son. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us now stand and sing our hymn of proclamation, O Little Town of Bethlehem, number 141 in your hymnal, or the words are on the screen.
on this fourth Sunday of Advent, may we all spread the word of God during this most respected time of the year because we don't know the effect it may have on one another because it may be filling the emptiness of within. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, and all God's children said, Amen. Amen.